So Ray sent a, sent a message and he asked if uh, we could talk about requirements to get into bands at different levels for bagpipers specifically. Um, requirements for street and performance bands, grade five, grade four, grade three, grade two, and grade one. What in general can we expect to change as we, as we try to get into those bands? Um, what do you think, Andrew? Because I have experience uh, to grade four. And that's where I that's where I max out in terms of my band playing, and so I don't even know what goes on beyond beyond there. Um, so maybe let's start with street bands. Say there's a local band, they're just going to play some parades, maybe you know firehouse on nine eleven commemoration thing, that kind of stuff. Like, what should I be able to do as a bagpiper to feel good about going to that band and saying I'm ready to join and participate? Yeah. It's a difficult question because I think that the two mo the 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 most interesting part about that question is not in the oh, question. Yeah, tell me what tell me what's tell me what's going on in Wait, your head right now. Because there are at least two different kinds of bands. Mm. Uh, there are crappy bands and oh, good no. bands. <laughs> right and um, and what I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But uh, 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 so like a rough definition of a crappy band is a band where uh, no one is particularly super interested in a, like excellence, let's just say, for lack of a better term. And it's just sort of like a cosplay, you know, dress up band. It, it is funny to say that. So, you know oh, what I'm saying? Yes, um, I see this. I've, I've definitely seen this where like there, there are groups where there's a lot more focus on what they're wearing than what they're playing. That's fair. I, I, I let... Well, and then even that, like I could forgive mm -hmm. that. But like a lot of bands, it's just a weird social club where they do this fake dress up thing and then uh, and so that they can drink beer together, which, you know, uh, if. And I don't know if I'm willing to forgive uh, people in those. Bands well, how about I, I can be the but, softening uh, one if you want to just hold on there. Cause like I, <laughs> let me ahead, finish yeah. that thought. Cause I was, be, let me finish the thought. Cause I was being pretty sarcastic, okay. but yeah. So, so it's like this weird dress up thing where, uh, where you, they're just kind of using that as a facade to just kind of like hang out and drink beer. And in my mind, that is, a crappy band for lack of a better name. You can call it whatever you want, but it's otherwise known as me as someone who let's say uh, just riffing off uh, recent conversations we've had me as a person who cares about kind of, you know, my bagpipe freedom and truly expressing myself and whatever. I, I think finding myself in a band like that at any level would be uh, something I wouldn't mm -hmm. want. Right. Like I would way rather play, in a grade five band that was focused on excellence than a grade two band that was just focused on status. I see. So the, you know what I'm the, saying? the focus can actually shift across you. We're not saying like, this is only going to be your, your street bands. This is an attitude thing that could be an issue at any level of play. Yeah, I see. Exactly. And, and a, a band that's focused on excellence is such a rare, wonderful thing. And I wouldn't discriminate too much about the actual quote unquote grade mm. level that they're in. Right. So, so the, the main thing is like the, the first entry level question is, is this a good band or not attitude wise? I think that's a good, a slightly more politically correct way to think about it. It's like, is this a good band attitude wise? Um, I've only ever played in 
bands that were pretty good attitude wise. Mm. Uh, but uh, you see bands that are bad attitude wise all the time and you see it at almost all levels. I'm not sure you see it in like grade one. There's good. Yeah. Maybe you do every now and then though. Yeah. The, it, I don't know. Go ahead. But I once you get to a certain level, you kind of have to be, you have to, you kind of have to have a good attitude or you, you would have been weeded right, out that's already. What I was thinking like there's got to be some sort of like self filtering kind of thing that happens as you, as you move along, I would imagine. Maybe, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> Maybe not so much, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that, that, that's sort of like the gatekeeping real question mm -hmm. in my mind. So uh, uh, let's, let's push forward with this conversation on the assumption that these are bands with a good attitude and the band as an entity is focused on excellence as much as mm -hmm. they can be. Does that oh, seem yeah. fair? Yeah, it seems fair and it makes sense. And, and with okay, maybe good. one additional clarification, the excellence doesn't always have to be winning competitions. There can be bands who their, no, their zero, whole focus no, is like definitely. go play parades and cemeteries, but do it as well as we can and maybe even get better exactly. every time. So, Excellence means that um, all the constituents are focused on doing their personal mm. best, you know, as much as reasonably yeah. possible. That That's sort of how I would look at excellence. And you see a lot of bands where that's just not mm -hmm. the case. You know, it's like, hey, hey, Timmy, like, you know, you have you been able to play your pipes, you know, at least five or six days this week, at least for a few minutes? Timmy's like, nah, haven't played since a month ago. Last time I was here. Yeah. Right. Sorry, in no situation is that you're going to be reflective of someone's personal best. Yeah, it's not it's not fair to the group to show up that way, no matter what the group is. Right, but there's a lot of groups, there's a lot of groups that tolerate that, and even welcome that. You know, like uh, we were talking about that Lao Tzu quote. Right. You know, uh, you might end up where you're headed. It's like, well, when people when you let people into your band that have no interest in ever really practicing. Uh, or hitting the deadlines or learning the tunes or improving their own playing, you know, you're going to end up where you're, you're headed. Choosing people. your destination right there. Exactly. But I digress. So, so we might say that like for a, what you might call like a street band, a performing band, and really for any band, a qualification to get into that band is be group focused, be doing your best for sake of the group. Yeah. Um, and that remains true throughout really. But don't join a group where that's what you want and it's, it, and it's evident that's not actually what mm -hmm. the group wants. Just be so, so if you have the luxury, maybe yeah. shop groups that are available to you or start a new one <laughs> if there's yeah. not one available to you. Uh, correct. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, but yeah, if the band does have a good attitude, right, um, I think that what is going to be required to be successful in that band uh, is pretty mm. similar. Right. It's just to uh, it, it varies in degree, not kind. Mm -hmm. So like the degree to which you need to have uh, control, let's say, over the important bagpiping skills, the degree of control that you need to have is going to increase at each level. But when you join a street band, I mean, you know, let's, we'll just go through some of the basics, right? Like you have to be able to play at least simplified versions of the tunes correctly with good rhythm and not a ton of, you know, technical problems. You got to be able to, you know, blow your bagpipe fairly consistently. Mm -hmm. 
okay, with some degree of steadiness. And you, you got to understand, you know, basically how to maintain your instrument and set it up. And then from there, you just kind of get out there and do mm -hmm. your best. That's going to be a street band. And then in a grade five band, you know, it's not that much different from a street band, except for you're just orienting your efforts towards, you know, uh, performing in front of a judge and being adjudicated on the quality of your output. Mm -hmm. So it's a shift right? in. And then in grade there. four. Yeah. In grade four, we're going to learn a little bit more material. Uh, we're going to learn a, a few different types of tunes. We're going to put together maybe a medley of some kind and maybe a mini MSR of some kind. Right. Uh, and then therefore that means your fingerwork technique has to be a little bit better. Uh, and also your bagpipe control is going to have to be a little mm -hmm. bit better, um, at that level. And then it just keeps yeah. going right until you get to grade one. You, when you look at, at bands at the top of grade one, what you're looking at is, uh, definitely these people have achieved what we would call bagpipe freedom as individuals, right? each of them. But has. what you're looking at in grade one is. Yeah, like everyone in a top grade one band is a master of their mm -hmm. instrument, okay? And they sort of come together uh, and they really, really refine everything every individual is doing in order to, you know, achieve that really, really sublime high-level unison. Tell me if this is silly, Andrew. I've wondered before when listening to, like, I listen to a really great grade two band and it blows my mind just as much as a really great grade one band does. And that I recognize that that might be because my palate is not as refined as it could be in a way, right? But I sometimes it feels to me like a grade two band is like the Power Rangers, each one of them in their own robot dinosaur. But then a grade one band is when it assembles into the, the what is it called? A Megatron, a Megazord, you know, the big one. It's like, I, it yeah. feels to me like, at grade two, at a grade two competitive band level, maybe everybody there is also individually achieving bagpipe freedom, but maybe there's something about groupness. You don't I think so, it. huh? See, and that's the thing. I don't know. This yeah. is me on the outside but, okay. looking in. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. What's the difference between grade two and grade one? I mean, I think that uh, I think there are different possibilities, mm. right? So like there could be a, in grade two, you could have a bunch of excellent players that don't come together as a group yeah. as well. You know what I mean? But that's pretty mm. unlikely. The, the, uh, the far more likely scenario, a grade two band is usually a group that functions really, really, really well, but the individuals uh, have uh, have glaring weaknesses or some individuals have glaring weaknesses. I think that's more realistic in a grade mm. two band, right? Where, uh, so it, it almost like you're as good as your weakest link kind of thing. But like um, the grade two bands that I've been a part of and then what I observe from most grade two bands, not all, but most grade two bands uh, function, like they function just like a grade one band, but they don't have mm. the players, uh, and then uh, that that's usually what the situation I is. I see. No, that in grade that makes two. sense. Not always, but usually. It, 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 it feels to um, me like as these grade levels increase, especially when you get to grade two and grade one, there there are undeniable restrictions of like availability of individuals of a certain like level of play. Like, can you fly correct. people in? You know, because like the chances of having your local your local population possess that many people who play these instruments that well, pretty, pretty low odds. Mm -hmm. 
maybe that's just because yeah. of where I live, but I think that's probably true just about everywhere. So this is a little off topic, but if you have to fly people in, uh, you, you've overextended. You've overextended what level you should be playing mm. at. I, w- I wonder... You look at the top grade yeah, one bands. How many do, you look at the yeah. top grade one bands, right? And they fly people in. Like I'm, uh, I fly in when I play with Inverary, but they don't have to. Oh, so they're just they're just stacking. If, if I told them, there. if I told them, like, yeah, if I told them, hey, bros, I don't think I can fly They'd in this compete. year. They they wouldn't be like, oh crap, we're screwed. It, no, it would be the furthest mm. thing from that. There'd be a there'd be a new guy uh, flying so in that, or not. It wouldn't that could be, easily, oh crap, we're you know, screwed. That it could be, easily be okay, glad Andrew, to step screw in. you. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> we yes, exactly. Now. You do have, so that's at the top of grade one. You look at the middle and the bottom of grade one, uh, and if they don't get their fly-ins, they mm. don't have a band. That means you're overextended, and you're not actually probably, you know, you're not actually probably doing your uh, best strategy to stay in that grade. You should be at a lower grade where, you know, where those lower-level players that need to develop will be able to do so in a, uh, you know, in the right sort of mm. environment. It, it just, yeah. it's a sunk cost it's another sunk cost fallacy uh, thing yeah. where it's like no it's like nope if you need fly-ins or you're screwed then you need to retreat a little bit so you can yeah. rebuild we're a little off topic uh, a little off topic oh, here th- but that's it's good uh, info though. it makes sense and i just realized it's lessons i've learned the hard way it's lessons i've learned the hard way like way too many yeah. times well i've i've even seen it in my in my own band we play when we first started the band we had enough people we could pull it off we had a grade four and a grade five but eventually we had to make the decision that like we're we're like on the border of competition numbers for grade four every single time. And we scratched several times because we didn't have the right people show up. And we said, you know what, we, we we just need to retrench in grade five. Let's make a bigger, stronger grade five band, pull everybody together and uh, go from there. That's just what we needed to do, you know. Um, yeah, it's sort of like it's it's a weird double edged sword, too, because sometimes what you'll have is you'll have like a collapse Death Star mm-hmm. sort of thing. So you'll have like you'll have this group, uh, you'll have a group of people that used to play at a very high grade three level, but like let's say maybe the drum core fell apart yeah. or something, uh, or the pipe core fell apart, uh, but not the drum core or whatever. And then you're like, oh, I guess we just got to retreat and go back to our roots. Now suddenly you have a grade five band, eighty uh, yeah. percent of which <laughs> used to be your top grade three band, and then that raises uh, ethical yeah, questions sure. as well, right? So it's like, you know, uh, so I'm not quite yeah. sure. I don't know. Well, don't and know. It, it's a tough, it's the, a the tough trickiness game. of geography. Like that's, I, I realize now that like, I don't want any of my good friends who play in our local grade two band to think I'm saying like, because of where I live, the caliber is low. I just mean, because of where I live, there are only so many people in the population and only so many of those play bagpipes and only so many of those play bagpipes well enough to play competitively in a grade two band. Um, you know, we're in a desert in so many ways. The, and, and, Let's bring this yeah. full circle, okay? And the caliber of playing is a natural byproduct of the caliber of attitude. Mm. So you're saying okay? your attitude determines the your altitude. attitude. Exactly. Attitude is the, uh, is the leverage of any band not the grade level. I feel I feel myself right. and and others like me listening leaning in here Andrew. So maybe keep going with this. What so then what is the right attitude? Like and what is the wrong attitude? Help me 
zero in on that. Right. Well, the wrong attitude is uh, being over-focused on what grade level you're playing mm -hmm. in for one. But yeah, the, the attitude, right? It's like, do, when, do people show up to band practice prepared? Yes or no, right? Uh, the answer, at least in ba most bands, is no. They're not doing the basic th things that, need to be, they th that they need to be doing. Like, are they playing a little bit every day? Uh, for most bands, the answer is only 50% of the band, and the other 50% isn't. Well, you need 100%, mm. right? Like, how many, how many um, players on... Uh, how many players on, I don't know, Manchester United are in, sh in shape? Yeah. Right? It's like, no, you don't, you, the, you don't even get, you don't even get to the, anywhere close to the league without yeah. being in shape. It's just not a thing, right? But it's like in pipe bands, it's like, well, how many people in our band actually played their pipes since last practice? Uh, and the, the, it has to be higher than 70%. Or you don't really have a, a band, right? And th those are attitude things. And then it's like, are people going home and working on things that, that, will, that, that the band needs them to work on to be successful? Mm. Yes or no? Like, it needs to be 100%. Yes. That's a band with a good attitude. Um, when um, in Inverary, when, when Allie or Stuart uh, says something to the band, like, hey, we need to change the way we're playing this, or hey, the way we, need, we need to change the way we're playing that, that's all that needs to be said. And by next practice, it's changed. Or else, guess what? Your tenure in the band, uh, the expiration date mm -hmm. is approaching. It's just, it's just well known. You know, it's something that even myself, I've been playing in grade one bands for a long time, but it's still something that, uh, you know, I'm hyper-focused on. It's like, am I, am I delivering in the key areas I need to deliver on? And I do that on my own because that's the cool thing about the band. I get to participate in this amazing band where a hundred that has a hundred percent buy-in, right? Uh, that's mm -hmm. exciting, and I'm sure it's the same. I'm, it must be the same in field marshal, and I know for a fact it's the same in SFU. You know, uh, having played in, I played in SFU when I was younger, and uh, mm -hmm. it's the same, and it's awesome, and it's cool, and that's that's what a good band is, mm. right? For sure, um, and <laughs> just riffing on the SFU idea. I mean, Dave. They, they created this incredible feeder program that they're very famous for called the Robert Malcolm Memorial uh, System. And what is that? Uh, going back to Ray's question, that's just the attitude of the SFU pipe band manifest at all the levels. Mm. So that's all it have, is. Super simple. You can have grade one mentality, grade one attitude, by which I mean like the best grade one, right? As in like the right kind of attitude wherever you're playing the right kind of attitude. Right. And, and like, it's not, it's not, um, like SFU, let's say that's a very intense mm -hmm. band, right? You're, you're not going to bring that level. You're not going to bring like, you know, that sort of, uh, super high level of intensity and commitment. That's not what we're talking about at the uh, bottom for lack of a better word for at the bottom levels. No, but it's still the right attitude, which is like, Hey, we're going to get together. We're going to work really hard for two hours. By the way, folks, like you need to get lessons with a really good teacher. You should be having a lesson with a really good teacher every week and you need to practice every mm -hmm. day. This is what we do. And, and that is like the sort of attitude that you start with. And then over time 
right? As you work your way up through, you get stronger and stronger. Your technique gets better and better. You gain more and more experience. And many, many people have graduated from that feeder program into one of the very best bands that's ever walked hmm. the earth. Cool, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but what's the bottom line? The bottom line is the attitude is the, the attitude is like the key, the key ingredient. Yeah. That yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm always stressed about like not wanting to accidentally put up barriers that push people out. It's like if your decision is between participate or don't participate, always choose to participate. And so like one thing that does, is coming to my mind as you describe like how the attitude, like you make this good clarification that like the attitude doesn't mean the intensity of like time and focus necessarily, mm -hmm. right? It's like I think it was Stevie Wonder who yes. has a really great song, uh, Just Enough for the City. He's got a line in there about this family, and he says, like, her her clothing might be old, but never is it dirty, right? It's like this idea that, like, doing the best you can with what you got. And I'm just thinking, like, you know, people who maybe don't yeah. have money for really the very top-tier private instruction, if the attitude is, I'm always looking to improve, they can find instructional books, join Dojo, find stuff on YouTube. Like, that's the attitude manifesting. Wow. And any teacher worth their salt, myself included, would be happy to donate my time to any student that had a truly mm. great attitude. Right? So that's, you know, it might seem like an excuse, but man, it's like, you know, if little Timmy, he's making another appearance in this podcast. If little Timmy is so, if he loves bagpipes and practices, you know, uh, and listens to all the music and just loves it and loves it. And then he comes up to me and he says, Andrew, I need lessons, but I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, if you show up prepared, I'll teach you mm -hmm. for free. I'm almost, I'm almost certain that would be true for every single great yeah. piper I know. So that, that's kind of a, that, that's kind of something that doesn't seem, uh, that doesn't seem, like that much yeah. of a barrier yeah it, it's yeah and it, well i'm just the other one that comes to mind is like as people go through different seasons of their life you know they change careers or they they have kids or they're they're in college or something like that if that means playing with a grade five band where before they had enough time to focus well enough that they could play with a grade four band that's fine it's like the attitude can still be there they can still have the right attitude and exactly. maybe spend less hours but they're still doing their 10 minutes a day or something, you know, they're still doing something cause they have the right attitude. Um, yep. And there's a, I think another thing is the ABC, ABC principle, always be mm. communicating. It's like usually a great player who's just really busy in their life. It's like, Hey, if you communicate that with me and with the rest of the group, like, Hey guys, I'm not going to be around a lot during the winter, but I'm really committed I'll like, I'm really committed and I'll be there by May 1st with all my stuff learned. Like I'll commit that to you. You know, like, I think that's mm. okay. Right. Just be, just be communicating about it and, and make those, you know, make those contracts on an individual. I mean, you know, myself playing an inverary, like I'm very conscious. It's, it's the same thing. So I'm not able to go to every practice cause I don't live in Scotland. So my commitment to the group it's unspoken, I suppose. It's spoken with Stuart and Allie, but it's unspoken with my bandmates. But like, I show up and I'm ready to go, period, end yeah. of story. Because if I'm not, then I'm not fulfilling my commitment mm -hmm. to the group. Yeah. Right? And then if I'm not able to, that would be a problem as well. So 
you know, it's only going to last as long as I'm able to do mm. it. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, the original question was, you know, what's the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally not what Ray wanted. I know Ray, I know what he was getting at. I know it's not what you want, but the answer is, uh, what you need to make bands at the different levels never changes, right? It's like you need the right attitude and then you need the uh, minimally viable uh, set of technical skills in order to do it. And that's going to change from band to band, right? Like some bands are, uh, another rabbit hole, some bands are like brute force bands and some bands are like detail mm -hmm. bands, right? So some, some bands, will you'll need lower levels of finger work technique, but you're going to have to have a great bagpipe. And that's just sort of like how how that band works. And then you'll have some bands where it's all about finger work technique, but they don't necessarily get a great sound. And then, you know, there's all these like different combinations and flavors. And I think all of them are potentially viable, fill in the blank, as long as they're those good attitude mm. bands where everybody is, uh, you know, where everybody's in it to not so much win it, but in it to produce as excellent as possible mm -hmm. a result. And that's all I got. That's all I got on that topic. It totally doesn't answer the question. L worst podcast yet, Jim. <laughs> We're going to put the blame on Ray. <laughs> hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo. And I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening. <laughs>